You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mr. Radio. This is your Manchester, your music. Manchester Radio's ethos is to support unsigned and emerging new talent. If you would like to get played on Manchester Radio, email info at manchesterradio.co.uk. This is your Manchester, your music. Right around the world, right around the clock. You're listening to the Football Man Cave Radio Show, live from the city of the footballing universe, Manchester. Good evening. This is the Football Man Cave Show. Uh, we are live for the next two hours on Manchester Radio Online. We're going to start off with a North East band called Feed Your Wolves and their second release, uh, Stars.
was uh, Feed Your Wolves and uh, Stars. So you can grab them right across the socials. Feed Your Wolves across Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Um, cracking song, actually. I quite enjoyed that. Um, I am joined by Mr. Martin Love once again. How are we doing, Love? Are you all right? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm all right, mate. Second weekend, the pubs have been open. Second weekend, I've been out. And the second weekend, the weather's been half decent as well. Um, honestly, my wife was uh, moaning like hell at me because... I was freezing. Where we got put in the beer garden was right in the corner where all, all wind were. <laughs> so everyone else was like sun tanning it up over there. I was freezing. And I it, sent, was, it was 100% your fault as well, wasn't I, it? Bit? Yeah. I sent my daughter. She went. She rings me up. She goes, Dad, I need to go home. I was like, well, come get the key off me. And when you come back, bring me a big coat. <laughs> <laughs> so have you been out at all? Um, yeah. I went out on Friday. So straight after work. Uh, it was one of the guys he's leaving do so. We just... Had a couple in the beer garden down there, but it's all right. It's pretty good. But the queue, you had to wait for about it was about an hour and twenty minutes before we could go straight in. Would it? Yeah, because they wasn't doing. There's uh, no, no waiting in Awood. I'll tell you now. You're straight <laughs> in. Stay away from the city centre, then, mate. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Playing football this weekend or what? No, I didn't. To be oh. fair, Ash free weekend. What, what, what was that like? Unreal. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, I've just had a year off. Let's be honest. <laughs> But, but yeah, it was it, it was good. Like, I mean, I say it to you every week. I was just saying to Cleggie a minute ago that, that I, every year I say I'm done, finished, had enough. And then somebody draws me back in. Here, <laughs> every, here he is again. Year. Evergreen lovey. <laughs> I've been at every club as well, which is not, not the best. Uh, yeah, we are joined by Ashton United's Michael Clegg. How are you doing, Cleggie? I'm good, thank you. Are you? I'm good, I'm good. I was telling Lover before when we first, we, we first met, I was doing a podcast and uh, I'd inbox you on saying do you fancy coming on having a chat now what I didn't realise was that there were two Michael Cleggs and basically the lives just intertwine so I've put this I've created this bit of content put Michael Clegg of United up on it is club history bangs up chatting to Michael Clegg any questions yo give me a DM and I'll ask him blah 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 and then Cleggy inboxes me going wrong one mate <laughs> <laughs> So it's much. crazy because it I think he's from Ashton. Yeah, he and is from Ashton, and then we was both at United. Then was both at Wigan, and then I think he went to Oldham. I went on trial at Oldham, and like was just always in. I think there's just like a couple of years between us. So yeah. it's, it's just uncanny, really. It's absolutely mad, but. I'm glad, obviously, you DM me because imagine like rocking up about to interview and I'm going, So you sat at United, and he's like, What? It's happened loads of times, so much. So, we're going to obviously be chatting about Ashton United, uh, we'll have a bit of a chat about non league. We're going to be chatting about United, uh, City obviously won't care about copies today, uh, changing of the format of the Champions League, the Europa League, we'll touch on the Super League, even though last week was massively Super League ever, we'll still have a chat. Bolton Wanderers, massive turnaround. And uh, Wigan are doing their Wigan thing, aren't they? Yeah. Five games unbeaten and looking like they might be safe. Rochdale, a bit of a turn of form. Lovey's legendary tales. This includes uh, Roy Keane this week. Yeah, it's Roy Keane, the manager. Roy Keane, the we, manager. Everybody's read his book. They know, they know the life of Roy Keane. But I think that just on it, him as a manager and when he took over um, Sunderland, like you, you don't realize how good he was in that era, in that in no. that time. So it's it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's forgotten. So yeah, really that's is. what it'll be about. So obviously we've got Love is Legendary Tales. My pub quiz. We're going to change it around a little bit because we've got a uh, Cleggy only for the first hour. So we're going to do the quiz instead of the tales. Um, and then halftime requests. Any songs you want? Give us a shout. DM us uh, at us on, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, any questions? Any reaction from the weekend? Let us know. Get involved. We are Football Man Cave right across the socials. We are going to be chatting with Michael Clegg after Doves and Pounding. 
There's something about Manchester. A thoroughly modern city in leading light of the 21st century. Manchester Radio. Right, Dubs and Pounding. We are joined today for the first hour by Ashton United's manager, Michael Clegg. I want to get right into it. How's it been? You obviously took over and then COVID started, so yeah. not the best. <laughs> it's, just, it's just been strange for everyone, hasn't it? You know, routines being broken. I think what I... With my staff group, we're normally really good at first and foremost getting a good togetherness, a good team spirit. So, since the start of, uh, well, it's like a year now. Um, so we kind of inherited a team what yeah. we finished the season off with, and then started building our own. And since we built our own, we've not had a coach trip, team night out. We've we've not even really got changing same changing rooms. Sometimes not even showered together, not even changed together. Wow. Because you had to do it in sections. So, a bit fragment. Um, like fragmented like that and um, and then as the the season what we did have it was like broke into three we started really well we had an horrific midpoint and then ended it really well so <clears throat> been a really strange 12 months to be honest yeah I mean I, I came down pre-season I think it was against Swindon mm-hmm. and you looked immense yeah then and I've, I've watched a few of South Shields and stuff like that. Yeah, you, you look really, really good. And 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 then were the were two games that we managed to get um, our first eleven out, really. So what what happened? We, we didn't know how bad COVID was going to be, did we? No. So you know we had a couple of players who had really sick parents, so they missed a couple of games through not knowing the impacts of COVID at the time. We had our main strikers, misses were pregnant, so. Uh, we it, the six week that well the four weeks where we lost the six games I've never had a four week like it. Right. We had three suspensions. We used four goalkeepers. We you I remember. I mean, Chairman will kill me if he's listening to this. I remember <laughs> driving to the Michelob game thinking, like, what score are we going to get beat today? Because I didn't even know my team. I, I had so many lads unavailable, and we we was like Stockport County lent us a couple of sixteen year olds and. What have you? And in the Northern Prem, you, you can't make it up as you go along. You no. really can't. So that w- that was a it was a really tough month. But we come out of it the other side, and I learnt more in that four week than I probably have done it last six years. I think it's easy when you're winning a lot and found a bit bit out about the lads and about ourselves. And and it was looking back, it it was a good uh, month really. But I wouldn't, I didn't think that at the time. <laughs> what was it like, obviously leaving Atherton? And then going obviously over to Washington because you'd been there, you got success. It was home for you. Is was that a case of an opportunity you couldn't you couldn't give up? Bit bit of everything really. Like everyone knows my background. I'm an Everton lad. Um, when I took over at Coles, I think there was only like three or four teams there by the, and there was just you know an average team in the Northwest Counties one. By the time I left it, they were a Northern Premiership team. We had like twelve kids teams. Like attendances had gone from 50 up to like a regular three and a half hundred night games easily 500 um, I'd won three leagues been to six cup finals we'd broken every single record they had and there was just a point I think we drew one all at home to Buxton and um, you know Buxton had a big wage bill a team full of stars at that level and we were just little old calls still had our team who'd come up through the leagues and we drew one all and we was made up with it and there's a few rumblings and that like in clubhouse after and round pitch like as if like it was a bad result and I thought I, it was just something happened that day and I thought I might have took this as far as I can Yeah. and what's strange is I had not I, I thought to myself I'll give it this year and I'll see where I go and then the, so we went from that to then the week after we beat Boston in the FA Trophy which was like Cole's biggest scalp in years really um, and that performance was everything about us in the six years. We was intense, we was horrible, we was aggressive. We just made it awful for them. And I come off and I was saying to my assistant on way off, that's us. Like everything we've done in six years gone into that 90 minutes. I feel like it's the proudest I've ever been. Mm, yeah. And that day, little things happen, don't they? The girl who normally serves our food after the game, she weren't there. So like I'm there giving out the food to the lads and I'm buzzing and my fa- all my family come to that. A lot they did a lot of time anyway. So we're from Aberton, I'm there dishing out food and everyone's like, look at him over there, he's absolutely buzzing. And then I ended up leaving that Tuesday right. and so, and I never really had a chance to say goodbye, but I couldn't have left like, the high. Like that night, I was in clubhouse with everyone till probably midnight and served food, our biggest result. So it probably wasn't a better way to leave as yeah. well. 
Um, and then, and then obviously in in reality, not one result since I've left has mattered. Mm. In in reality, which is strange because it's that long ago. Yeah. So it's been been a whirlwind, really. Yeah, sounds it. Um, the longest pre-season ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How did you deal with that first time round? Well, you, what you mean the COVID? Yeah, like the the pre-season touching well, on that because well, it was about again, six months, weren't it? it well, so we, our last game was so I took over at Ash and we lost our first three games. We were already near the bottom, but they were they were seen as they had a big budget. They wanted to win the league. That was the aim that year. So I've kind of gone in to rescue that. Lost our first three games, but then I won nine of the next twelve, and we was like form team we were flying and at one point I was thinking we might make playoffs here we just didn't look it like it is that losing. close down there as well yeah. Yeah. and then we beat Mickelover on the Tuesday night and we was very good and um, and then a few at last saying I bet this is our last game this and I was like is it and then you hear rumbling don't you season's going to be void you're like come on lads being a bit dramatic give it a couple of weeks we'll be back at it and then it didn't happen and then obviously we went back in pre-season so it's all right looking back now, but at the time we didn't know how bad COVID was going to be. Mm. So we had a couple of lads like just every single week. I have self isolate. Oh, I have self isolate. And and then at the time you was like, lads, you don't actually have to train if you don't want. Yeah. Because that's how it was. And it sounds dramatic now. And um, so some, a lot of our lads are good lads, but we we didn't know numbers. We didn't. It. Looking back, it was an absolute shambles. Mm. Really. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the teams who benefited from it was the teams who'd been together for a while and the and the teams who all knew each other. So try to put a new team together in that time was it was very hard. Just being part of a of a team and, and, and being part of that culture, it's 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 I think it's massive as a player. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you've had that to struggle with, like like you were saying a minute ago, you they've not had a time where they could even get changed in the changing room together put the music on and That's have a bit of a bust it's it been bizarre it really mm-hmm. really has and some clubs take it more serious than others so you come to some and they'll be like listen eight of you can get changed but only groups of six and mm. so you think like I remember Trafford away um, like Danny Caldercott you know Danny's yeah, yeah. a great lad so we've gone there I think you come to that with two all yeah, it was yeah. a great game it's like a, it was a cracking match, so yeah. much info, and that was like our, I think that was my last game before the season started. You having like a tactic board in middle at pitch, and yeah. you looked like you look big time. Yeah. But what else can you do? Because that's what you do inside, and mm. the big Phil Brown. Yeah, but then like <laughs> everyone's like you, you don't want it too near there because you don't want anyone think you're saying some things for sure. So you try and get it middle at pitch, and you don't want to grill anyone because people are looking. And I'm thinking we're yeah. starting a week. Yeah, like it, it it was it was hard work. Yeah. Is Danny still with you? It, no, he's at Trafford as gaffer there now. Is it? Yeah. Right, so. Okay. <clears throat> like I speak to Danny a lot and obviously it's his first year in management with all this going on as well so I mean for for anyone in the first year in management and managing this I would imagine it's been a real tough gig for yeah, them yeah definitely so what have you been doing have you have you learned from last year to this year what have you been doing differently yeah so I mean we now we've I've got my own Ashton team um, so that's nice and then what we decided to do I know there's loads of clubs have loads of different opinions on whether people should be back in and that but we we put it to our lads does everyone want an April camp if they do we'll put we'll run one if they don't we won't so we done three training sessions four games and um, and we're in the mid well we're coming to end of that now play press which tomorrow we'll train Saturday and then we'll break for six seven week and, and we'll come back in but what we've used April for is, you know what it's like, Lovey, you go back pre-season and every Tom, Dick and Harry turns up. Yeah. We've tried to do that now. Lovey's yeah. there in background. Can yeah. we get, can I get a new team? <laughs> I'm, honestly, I'm... As soon as you walked in, I'm, I'm ready. Sitting, I'm with top off, shredded. I'm only 22. Come on, it, you know. He just goes through his wardrobe, right? Which, which one? Oh, Aston's, I'll find yeah. that one. Mate, I had a good stint at Aston. Yeah, I loved it. We were just talking off air. Yeah. We? Like, I loved it there. It was class. I mean, I got, I got released from Burnley and then that was the club that I went to and, yeah. and it was it, it kept me in love with, with the with playing the, football. The, yeah. the very very, very similar to Coles where I was. It's very homely and, and you're very welcoming and there's no real negativity. Like it's a it's a real good bunch. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's been weird but we how we assess the the last twelve months we've still we, we think it's been horrific as staff because we've never got going. As it as league finished we we I think we're fourth or fifth bottom 
but we got pretty far in FA Trophy. But we've 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 we beat like this year. We've I think it's Ashton's biggest running FA Trophy in a long time. We beat mm-hmm. South Shields. We beat York City. Um, one of our lads has gone pro, um, which has been a great achievement. We had a young lad on loan from Stoke, and he made his first team debut the other day. We have another young lad on um, loan from Crew who's gone on to play week after week for Yeovil in the conference and, and playing Crew's first team and represent his country wow. at under twenty one level. So for me personally, I've hit a few milestones this year what I've never done um, at Cole. So you, you know, again, you can look back at it at summit to be proud of, but still loads of things to get better. But um, did I see something on Twitter before that you're making some changes to the stadium? Is that right? Yeah. So obviously. It, everybody in the non-league scene knows we've got two really ambitious owners now they don't want to stand still so I mean the white wall what's all around Ashton so that's been knocked down they're going to have oh, is it? yeah going to have new fencing and then um, they've had some designers in and stuff that the um, clubhouse started getting knocked down from I think it was this Monday or last Monday right. and they, they're going to put it into like a huge um, sports bar and it's it's going to be days. it's going to be bang on yeah so and and I think with the with the owners we're really lucky we've got two people who are Ashton born and bred. Um, one of the owners played there. His son didn't. He's an actor, and um, the grand uh, the, his granddad was captain of Ashton. And oh right, so it's, it's right through. It's right yeah. through the family, and 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 they're they're amazing people. I think what they want to do is they they want to whenever it is they leave Ashton, whether it be next year, ten years, twenty years, they just want to leave it in a better place than. Than what they inherited, and they, and they're certainly doing that. They're um, they're a fantastic family. They they they're really really good to work for, and and I'm I'm lucky that I've got a decent relationship with them. I don't know if I will have with ten straight defeats or something like that. <laughs> but but as things stand today, um, they're great people. Um, we have a real open and honest relationship, and and they just want to to get better. So it's crazy that you say that about about the owners because that's with all what's gone on in the last couple of weeks that's all fans want don't they yeah. they just want yeah, owners in my head I was thinking that's, yeah. you want somebody but it's very hard to get obviously non-league's a little bit different you can yeah. get them sort of families and who have inherited right through but obviously like for United obviously we're sort of bringing ex-players back and that's the kind of way they do it up up yeah, the league but to get that like you said yeah. who, who cares and like one thing what makes me extremely proud like of being manager there is like they put on a food bank and how, however it is you word it but basically the people are coming and getting the food and that from Ashton now and I mean all, owner will, will deny it to his blue face he's funding all that yeah. mm. you, you mm. know he's and I know people are donating a lot but I just know stories what what I've heard on the grapevine, what a true, what he's done for some of them families, and they're incredible. And and he does it all for nothing. He he don't want anything back yeah. other than his own town club. To I think as well because it's from success. Ashton as well. It's it's for him putting back into the community, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And that's what it is with football clubs. Owners should be doing that. It's like they've only got it for a temporary time. Mm. Yeah. So they should he leave just, it in a yeah, better he, place yeah, than yeah, they found it. Borrowing it. That, really yeah. for a I think that's time. that's proper. Like the most refreshing thing to hear, though. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter how long we're with this club for. We want to leave it in a position where mm. it's way better than yeah. than it was when we took over. Yeah. So it's just little things with us. Dressing rooms have been done since we're there. You know, they've had, they're going to do some things to the seats in the stand, the bar, the 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 pit, like the pitch in general. Like just little mm. things what people mm. never see, like the tractor. What, what he bought and, and all them little things that they'll be there for years to come when yeah. I'm not there when that plays not, when they're not there so yeah. that's it that's exactly what we want right we're going to um, we're going to go into Reef place your hands and then we're going to chat about Bolton's turnaround after a tweet I sent and have a look at Wigan and uh, Rochdale okay Cleggy we were chatting about it before you're surrounded by Bolton fans yeah Bolton well I looked at a tweet this is where it come from somebody tweeted it the other day and it said 6th of February, they were 20th in League 2. I think they were 17 points off top place. And then this weekend, did you say that they can win it? No, I think no, they, they, they can get, get promotion promoted this, week, this, this Saturday, weekend. Yeah. Like, what a turnaround that is. Because yeah. I, I know we were saying, obviously, fans in the stadium, I think without them, you, you sort of mentioned it before, didn't you, Cleggy? Um Without them, do you reckon he never would have would have gone? We, me and Lovey were saying same. I, I think it was inevitable. Yeah. Um, it was. It was awful, weren't it? So to, to be to be honest, I can't believe that they were in that position February. I thought that was like December. Yeah, November, December. Yeah, we said, didn't we? I, yeah. I can't believe that. Um, but listen, I don't think they've lost a game since. I think they've lost once 
Grimsby the other week. Yeah, that's so the lost first. Yeah, he's about eighteen, he's sixteen or eighteen, yeah, yeah. but uh, he's, he's stuck to his principles and 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 all the buzzwords you hear in football, your DNA, your philosophy, all of that, and he's stuck to it. And and they've got the just rewards, but rightly so. They're a big club. They shouldn't have been where they was, but yeah. it, it has turned it round. I bet you hundred percent someone's had a bet of when they were fifth bottom. Of going up, I've there's seen always quite someone. A few on Twitter going up, yeah. A, a few people have stick the betting slips on last week, like they backed them when they were so low down. Yeah, but I mean, they should they should have won that league. Yeah, to be fair, but because you think, like we were saying, you look at Bolton with the stadium, and everything else. They're just they're a big club, aren't they? So you don't expect. Mm. It was a funny struggle. one with Bolton because I was pretty critical when they was where they was because. Um, I've not met Ian, Ian Everett, but what 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 he's saying and what he's doing now is great. But at the start of the season, as well, I think he, you know he, he put a bit of pressure on himself. He was mm. talking about being biggest club. He wanted them to yeah, be known yeah. like that. And then they played Bolton. Um, they played Bamba, Coles, and Loughborough in pre-season, and they beat not Coles as much. Coles was I think three three nil. But they battered Bamba and Loughborough Union. He was he was talking it up, but they should be battering them sides. Yeah, and, yeah. and at the time, I just remember thinking, oh, you're putting yourself under a little bit of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> like, <"Ooh." laughs> and, and that, but like you say, what me and Lovey said, I think if crowds have been in, I honestly do think yeah, he'd have been gone. Yeah, because that. I mean, I used to I read it on Twitter around probably December, January, and Bolton fans going like mm-hmm. calling for his head at that yeah. point, mm-hmm. which which would be right, obviously, as a fan if. And then he had the, the, he had the thing with the keeper, didn't he, where he called his keeper out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. which and that was around the time where yeah. you, you were losing it a bit, weren't it? Yeah. Mm. And then I think that January transfer just came in. I think mm. they got the young lad on loan from West Ham, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, and, yeah. and I think that helped and what have you. So mm. I know it's crazy. Um, Wigan, we spoke about it the other week. Wigan doing Wigan, they turn into Real Madrid, don't they? Wait, before we do that, like, ah, come on, let's go. Let's just no, no, let's no, just no, carry no, this no. Before on. we do that, you you did call. <laughs> What when was it? About three, four weeks ago. Maybe. You said you think Bolton. Hundred percent. You didn't say he thinks. It was hundred percent. They're on a run. Look they're, definitely, they're, they're definitely going to win it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still think they got, they've got? They could win it. No. <laughs> You're no. going to just go back on it. Like? <laughs> I think they'll get promoted. <laughs> but looking at it, because I think Cambridge top of the league, they've got a game in hand. I think they're two points behind. But at that point, momentum was with them. Mm. They had a game in hand. Yeah. They were like four points off top, and yeah. I thought. I did think yeah. that. I thought they'd go and win it, but it, that Grimsby result killed yeah, it for yeah, them, yeah, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's not bad, but yeah, going to Wigan. Obviously, they've suddenly turned into Real Madrid. They've done a Premier League survival <laughs> run again, aren't they? I think, well, I know they've, they've won the last five. Yeah. Which is crazy. But you see, it's mad because it's like, it's like it's in their day, DNA. It doesn't yeah. matter who's the manager. Yeah. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. If you think of last season, obviously, I know they got the 12 points deducted, but they needed sort of 15 or oh, 13 points to stay up. They just went on a run. Yeah, got themselves work. to mid-table. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's mad how they like every single season. I think it. it do it. I think for me, it, it shows that you can you can coach what you want. You, yeah. you You need if everyone's arts in it and you're all on the same page, you're all going in right direction. Momentum and togetherness is absolutely crucial at any level. Yeah, yeah. I think they've just appointed. Uh, was it Liam Richardson? Yeah, three year deal. Him. Yeah. Mm. Obviously, they've got the owners and all that. Yeah. So if they can stay up, but Rochdale have, have turned form. They've won four, I think, on the bounce. Or they're unbeaten in the last four. They play AFC Wimbledon tomorrow night. Who've won Who've... a lot. They think they've won four out of five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. they're two points in front of Rochdale, so I think yeah. they're like a point in front of Wigan. If they win tomorrow, they're literally two points away from safety with two games to play. And we pretty much condemned them on this we, show we, a couple, we, of, yeah. couple of weeks hey, Wigan. ago. Wigan. Uh, well, they were... Yeah. Uh, Rochdale, sorry, yes. I know, you start pulling them teams in who, who are dragging the feet round 15th, 16th, who don't yeah. think they need the wins. Because mm. there's mm. only two, two have been relegated. So there's only two relegation spots left now. Right. Mm. That's it. So, but it's gonna, I, think it'll, I think it'll still be a big ask, me personally, for Rochdale. But they are the only form team in that bottom. Them and Wigan are the form teams. Mm. Everyone else is a little bit out of form. But I think it's I think it's two from form trying to get the, the league up, but the internet's playing up. Um I think it's two from four that can go down. But it'd be incredible that like, if, if those two, because especially Rochdale, yeah, is it a yeah. bottom of the league in what? Yeah. A, a few. Well, when we spoke about it, which was what two weeks ago, maybe. Yeah. They were bottom of the league then. Yeah, and we like, we, we, was, we was just yeah they're finished. Was Burton in that league? 
think so. Yeah. So they were right down there. People have not talked enough about what Hasselbank's done. I yeah, because he's, he's, yeah, he's he came in, he's done an unreal job. right out of it because they would look like they were dead and buried. And he brought in Oldham's ex manager, Dino. Um, yeah, I can't remember what second name is. Mamaria or something, yeah, is it? Yeah. What has he gone in at Burn? I think he's assistant manager, right. I'm not sure. Because they look like they were gone mm. and then they took Hasselbank come in and they flew, aren't they? It's mad yeah. because they usually say you don't they usually say don't they don't come uh, don't go back to the club that you've yeah. managed that before. Yeah. But he seemed to have come back and I been, know, with been, a bang. Yeah. So we've got the league up now, so Rochdale forty three points, one three, drew one, lost one in the last five. Northampton are out of form. And they've got Wigan and AFC Wimbledon won four in the last five and drew one. Those are your, your, your three form teams. And really, it's going to be two out of Rochdale, Northampton, Wigan and Wimbledon. And there's three of them banging form. Oh. They'll be quite exciting, that. Yeah. yeah. It depends, I think, what, what Rochdale do tomorrow. Rochdale, AFC Wimbledon tomorrow night is a huge match. Where's that at? At Wimbledon. Oh. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I think Rochdale only won twice at home. So even if there was at home, it might as well oh, be away. Right. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I think that result, if I think Rochdale lose tomorrow, they're down at it, basically. Yeah. 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 That yeah. is a big game. Yeah. Massive. But quite exciting. Um, we have got my pub quiz, obviously, because Clegg is going to leave us after the pub quiz. I've changed it slightly this week. Yeah, because you just want me to. I've won three in the bounce, by oh, the way. Right, He's okay. three and oh. So right. we're, I'm going to change it a little bit and test him. <laughs> no more Bundesliga questions and stuff like that. So uh, we're going to have Girls and Boys by Blur and then get into the pub quiz. Right, ready? So we're going to go for the quiz now. Change it slightly this week, lovey. You're getting a bit complacent, I thought. Complacent? 3-0. Three, three oh, thinking you can beat everyone, so here's, here's what we're doing now. So it's a little bit like Who Am I? That little segment that we have out of it. I'm going to name clubs. So... Where they started off from, and I'm going to name the club one by one. When you think you know who the player is, say it. Say it. And if you don't, obviously we'll just carry on and carry on until the end. All right. Hopefully it's no. I ain't got no tiebreaker, so you, one of you's better get something right. It's best of three. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> right. Round one starts off at Knox County. Goes to Arsenal. Has Jermaine Pennant. Got it already. Oh, mate, I'm going to lose. It's like you've got 10 minutes here to pad out and not be doing that. He's <laughs> only got three. <laughs> so he went Watford twice on loan, Leeds United, Birmingham City on loan, then moved to Birmingham City, Liverpool, Portsmouth on loan, Real Zaragoza, Stoke on loan, Stoke on a permanent, Wolves on loan, and then FC Poon City, Wigan, Tampines Rovers Berry, which I don't remember can go into Berry. He didn't play any games he, he, he went there and then he, Was that when they were trying to get in premiership what it was Yeah, yeah. Was when like lobbing money out yeah. the right centre they, they had a squad of about 80 players <laughs> he was, he I was think the same time was, uh, was it Beckford was yeah, there yeah, as well yeah, yeah. yeah Beckford was and, there and um, the lad they took the lad from Everton who were decent at time form yeah yeah, yeah yeah and then he finished his career off at um, Billy Ricky Town yeah he did yeah and then did a stint in Big Brother <laughs> yeah, this is mad. Spicy man. Right. So it's one no Claggy. How you feeling, lovey? We only... Wait, he got it. He got it. When you said the second club, he just went... because I just always remember that one point five million being spent from Notts County for a kid for, to Arsenal, and I remember someone saying, "I think he's the only player ever go between them two clubs." So as soon as next one were Arsenal. <sighs> I didn't have a clue. As soon as you would have got to like the Birmingham, I would have been. Yeah, like, ah, there we yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, to be fair I won't get any right behind rubbish with stuff like this <laughs> right next one starts off at Spurs goes to uh, Dulwich Hamlet on loan IFK Hasselholm Queen's Park Rangers Peter Crouch yes did he go there yeah he, yeah, yeah. he did a couple of stints in Sweden did he yeah, yeah I remember that yeah, I didn't know that no I didn't so at Queen's Park Rangers moved to Portsmouth went to Aston Villa then Norwich on loan Southampton Liverpool, back to Portsmouth, back to Spurs, and then played 200 plus games for Stoke City. 
Mm. Didn't realise he played that many for that. He did. It. He went to Burnley after that, didn't he? He went. To, he finished his cup yeah, career off yeah. at Burnley. He did. It. He had a good stint in the Premier League, yeah. and his England record was unreal it as well. Was. By the way, he, did, he he landed lucky with the fixtures at the time, didn't he? And he, he just was bags man for England, yeah. wasn't he? He scored yeah. some belters as well. I think didn't he only score four past Jamaica. I'm yeah. sure he did. Yeah, robot in Old Trafford. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Giving yeah. the absolute beans. So yeah, right. One Last of the one. funniest guys in football as well, yeah. by I the way. I love his Twitter, me. He's class. He really just rips everybody, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. he seems a good lad, doesn't yeah, he? he does, yeah. I'm not listening to his podcast, have you? Yeah, 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 it's funny. Is it yeah. decent? Yeah, definitely give it a listen. Right, last one. You ready? Starts off at Cruzeiro. Goes to PSV. Barcelona. Ronaldo. Who was that? Me. You. Brazilian Ronaldo. Oh. Brazilian Ronaldo. Love it, you're good at this. <laughs> Look Come at on, him. Two more. Can't, can't leave us hanging. Look man. at him. Was that 2 1? That's four four in a row. I'm doing all right, aren't I? I mate, the thing is, I think is, it is me. My laptop's situated here. <laughs> mate, right? And he's he's no. sort of to me right, but behind me a little bit. Have you seen the size of that mate? Right? love his career. They would be here almost. Burnley, Ashton, Presswich, Monton, Batson, Duckingfield FC, New Mills, Averton LR, Averton Coles, Averton Town. Make the maddest thing is, is I've done Averton I don't think there's a club. I think there was the one that we spoke about the other week that you've not played for. Um, yeah, I've not played for loads. He's making it so like Or which bit. club did Lovey play for where he didn't have a yellow for descent? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not <that happened. laughs> Oh, mate. Yeah, that was because I don't tackle. <laughs> every yellow I've ever had this one. You don't run it. either. I've watched you. It just, oh. just, just sticks, doesn't it? It's crazy to when, you, when Cleggy come in. Because every time, obviously, well, me and then obviously me and my lad go and watch you. It must be a bad omen because he never scores. I've seen Lovey score a few goals. And when he come in, Lovey were like, oh, I'm glad, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm, you know, yeah. I'm a 2-1 two, two and all that. It's like a, a bag five a weekend and stuff like that. Oh, so like we were saying before, that that Manchester League around that era, some mm. top, top players. Yeah. Some top players. And and, and like we are saying off her, I think people forget the, a bit a bit closer when Ainsford were dominant in that, the, yeah. the team that they had with like your Mike Phoenix, your Luke Sylvester's, your Mark Battersby's and, and all of that, like a, a local lad who not many had known because he never really went playing any high, but your Grant and Ryan Willits, two brothers, just mm. top, top players. What do you think the difference is now in non-league uh, to back then? I think... Because I said something the other week, I can't remember who I was chatting to. It was strange, yeah. And I said it's a lot more professional now down there. Yeah, down but the then leagues. you look at, like, Lovey's era at Presswich, and if they ever went in Bolton Hospital Cup with teams who were semi-pro, they'd still win it. Yeah, right. It was like, like you had a group... This is how I look at it. He might think of it different, but it's like they had a group of mates, and it wasn't really a thing, but then no matter what anyone says, money's crept into non-league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. now lads are going playing... A lot still play for the love of the game, don't get me wrong, but people are picking up the 50s, the 100s, the 150s, the 200s mm. here and there, and I think that's changed it. Yeah, I think, I think he's on 100% on the money, because I, I went from playing semi-pro to then just going to going to Presswich. Presswich but how age. many semi-pro teams would have beat that Presswich side? The, well, not many. No, not many at all. You'd have beat like, that era, like when you had like your Bay Cups, your LRs and, and all that, they were all in Charity Cup and you used to win it every year. Every year, like three years on the bounce yeah. we won it, yeah. yeah. Who did you play with? Oh, mate, there was... Oh, God, I always remember you, you, you was like, obviously Joffy's mate of mine, yeah. he, were, he were really good, but then the bald strike, was it Lomax? Like, Carl Lomax. Like, he was unreal. Yeah, so it was me and Carl Lomax He was up like top. mega. Yeah. Yeah, because so, like Jono still speaks about him, Chester manager. Every yeah, now yeah, and again, well, it's mad because he was like so good. Ber Bernard Marley was there as well um, yeah. in in midfield. So you had uh, Lee Connell, uh, Joff John Lyons, Joffe, uh, your mate centre half. Yeah, Marvin Walters centre half. We, it was just like from and you had the left back who went to Halifax, McManus, and that. Yeah, didn't Scott you? McManus. You know, yeah, yeah, we had top, we top had um, we had Lois Maynard for a bit as well. Yeah. It was a it, yeah, it was a prop. It was a proper mm -hmm. side, and most of us. I dropped down from semi-pro because we just all wanted to play with our mates. Yeah. Like it wasn't about the money at all. It was just just a group of lads wanting to have, a, have like we've yeah. seen it just off air. Yeah. Just have a bit of fun, play football, the game that we love, and then afterwards be together. I mean, yeah. we'd go in, we'd go into changing rooms, we'd get showered up, then we'd go into the bar, we'd spend well, we'd be there till Monday. eight, eight o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> then we'd go out in the town, and then we'd be fa we'd finish up back at the bar with, with the chairman. But that all funded the club. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, was, it was class. It was so good. 
Yeah. Is that something? Obviously, I know you said it's it's been hard with Astro not to do stuff like that, but is that a big part of your management? Yeah, like I mean, obviously, we I, I've just evolved with time. So now we've got like your player tech vest. We do our stats. We do all that. But you, you can't, and, and we prepare for every game as professional as possible. But you can't beat that togetherness. Mm. Like there's absolutely no coincidence that when I took over at Ashton, we went to Morpeth, we won four one away. It's a four hour coach trip back was all laughing, singing, joking and we went on an unbelievable run and it's just them friendships you build and stuff and that was a big, at Coles, our local pub, I'm sure we made him a millionaire at Rope and Anchor, <laughs> he, he was gutted when it was off season, like yeah, a of times he's kicking us out there three and four o'clock in the morning mm. and and I think that just, you, you, you know who's in it for the right reasons and who wants it and you respect the lads who want to go home if they don't, they've got the missus, they've got the kids and, and all that but well, it's like we're just saying with your Wigan and that. No matter what level you're at, you've got to have mm. some form of togetherness and, and that culture. And Well, I was listening to Kevin Campbell, I think it were, on a, was it Under the Kosh podcast? Yeah. And he said, I think, when when, when West Brom stayed up, yeah. I think it was Brian Robson, manager at the yeah, time, was, yeah. and he basically said, lads, get yourself off for three or four days, whatever it is. Whatever you want, we're just, we're just going for a jolly up. Yeah. And he said it was the best thing because all of us went as a squad, mm. got had a good drink and then after that we went on a run and half because everyone like you said that it was the best thing that that he could have done because it I was the togetherness there was something with the when, when all this has just gone on with chris wilder and chris basham were getting um interviewed and i know basham because when when he first signed for bolton he come and live with me and auntie for a little bit mm. until he found something he's a lovely lad and he was working in a mcdonald's and and all that up in sunderland and bolton took him so I listen whenever he does an interview and that I make sure I listen and he was saying they, I think they, were, they were like right bottom at championship weren't they people yeah. forget that yeah. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. said and they'd just been hammered somewhere away and he just stopped team coach just got a load of crates and he said like and from then not saying that that always changed it but some, it's just a right time to do them kind of things yeah. I think for lads as well having, having a beer Mm-hmm. together it just, it just brings you together doesn't it as a, stories are out there yeah. you get a bit of banter and all that as a group yeah it, it, def- it definitely live, livens people well it it makes you talk more yeah, do you know what I mean yeah. and and people talk about mental health and stuff like that these days but in, in these modern day dressing rooms nobody really speaks no. and we, we were saying off air that you can't have a difficult conversation with somebody uh, player to player on a pitch yeah. because they go in the shell a little yeah. bit and I, I, I fully believe that once, you, once you're in and around it and you, you're having that togetherness sessions whether it's drinking whether it's just all the lads on a coach on the way yeah. back or whatever you kind of be comfortable with each other mm-hmm. so then you can have that difficult conversation and it, it's, it's just the conversation about yeah. football at that moment in time yeah. when, when, they, when they're just in train go home they haven't got the time to build a, a relationship with yeah. each other to then be able to have them difficult conversations that's it, where it breaks down yeah, a little bit it, I, th- I think you're definitely right we're we're in a we're, we're in a society now where it, it, it it's really really hard for for some people i mean mm. it's like it's like today my daughter's been off school and i got a text <laughs> your daughter's not arrived at school so i text back off sick yeah. Like now, when I was off school, your mum had to ring school or school rang you, and it's or like you forced a note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had to take it in, yeah. so you had to speak to yeah, them and see them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's mad. It, 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 it all that like it's like that that type of of thing just kind of get pushed to the side. And mm. it's even now when we do one to ones at football, you know, some like because you speak to some people and they just agree if they're uncomfy, don't you? They yeah. might not be agreeing. Yeah. So yeah. I'll always after I've done a one to one at football, text them and say, look, if there's anything that you've missed or you wanted text sometime digest it get back to me fruit week or yeah. and they'll, they'll always drip in them text well I didn't want to mention this I didn't want to mention yeah. that and some people just aren't comfortable in, in, in yeah. this environment that's the way now isn't it obviously because it's like text it's, mm. it's emails like I said my daughter's it's email of, of Facebook and yeah, Twitter yeah. I found someone out today on Twitter and I think God, it's mental like yeah. that face to face chatting mm. like I say everyone's mm. it's not not soft I'd say but <laughs> it's it's you're missing it aren't you yeah, yeah, yeah. that's just the way in the world yeah. I yeah. watched that um, The Circle I don't know if you've seen it no. it was on Channel 4 and basically it's you're isolated in your own apartment and you talk to the to the screen and you've got other game players and everyone's some people who they are some people are catfish and I always say to the wife that's what it'll be like you'll yeah. be sat chatting to a yeah. screen having a conversation with someone on the other side but on the internet, obviously, you don't know. No, you don't know who it is, do you? It yeah. is, it's mad. Absolutely crazy. crazy. times. So, lovey. Anyway, we'll, we'll 
we, we went way off course on that one. <laughs> um, 4 0. I'm doing so we'll have to right, make it a little bit harder right, next week. I, I like that one. I, I like that. I like that one, innit? Yeah, it was pretty you good. You got Ronaldo on like, his first club because you was on it. He didn't even finish saying PSV because yeah. I was on it at PSV and you'd said it. Yeah. He, he's, he's one of my favourite players, though. I used to love watching yeah. Ronaldo. Them clips against Spartak Moscow at the moment <laughs> on that awful pitch. He's yeah. ball it was just like a bag yeah. of tea bags. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> bag, it? it was horrible. Unbelievable. But, yeah. honestly, he, he was. I, I wish that we had the, the exposure and the like. Day, um, like YouTube and social media. Yeah, and I think something. of the word, but yeah, yeah, of how quick you can see the YouTube clip. Yeah. Back then, when he was at his peak, like you used to have to wait for your soccer thing, you, yeah. your Italian, yeah, Italian on, 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 on the, the Sunday, Sunday, yeah. Saturday morning, yeah. whenever it was. Yeah. Oh yeah, just glimpse. Hopefully, yeah. you get him in Champions League or yeah. something. Watch him on ITV and stuff. Yeah. Oh, wow. Most of the skills that you see the guys doing now, he originated. He was the originator. Well, did you it. see Greenwood's interview yesterday before game with Ferdinand? No, and he was saying like his step overs. He's just through watching R nine on yeah. YouTube. That's yeah. all that it's come from. Yeah, absolutely. Unreal player, weren't he? Mm, so, so Cleggy, you're uh, leaving us now. Yeah, thanks thank for, you for this uh, hour. It's thank great, you. obviously, to get an insight of the non-league. I know, obviously, we have Mr. Uh, non-league to our right here, who <laughs> played all over. But obviously, the manager, like I say, these past couple of, of years, yeah, it's just to sort of it's see. It's been like a fresh start for everyone from this summer. Yeah, mm, that's mm. Uh, that's how it is. And. Um, When's pre-season starting for you? It'll be well. We ish. we don't have defined date yet, but it'll be around the twentieth of June ish. We've got a couple of big friendlies confirmed already at home. I think Stockport, Alty, and Crew. Oh, good. So, Is that with fans? Yeah, yeah. Well, we're hoping so. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, we 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 just carry on carry on trying to get better and and do what we do and see where it takes us. Are you, are you aiming for? Playoffs promotion. What, yeah, I think just quickly. It, it's yeah. You, you've you've got to start off with an aim, and I think your aim's always got to be the playoffs. Um, South Shield's gone full time in our league this year, which I think's mad me. I'll be honest. It, it is. <laughs> I, it, I, is. I, it is, and they're a good side. Yeah. You know, so I would imagine they're gonna be up, they're gonna be up there. You, you know, they must feel hard done by these past two and, seasons. And I, I, I get a bit of stick, me like people saying myself Shields fan, but they've been top of that league now for like eighteen yeah. months. I, not only that. I'll argue it till I'm blue in face. By far the best team in the league yeah. as well, by the way. Yeah. And that year we should have just let that season finish and not started this year because you look at Blythe in North Conference North getting hammered eh, week after week after week, and then them being at top of our league, they should have just swapped. Swapped. Yeah. They should have just yeah. swapped, in my opinion. Yeah. But I don't. I don't understand why they wouldn't have done the points per game like they did with some of the rest yeah. of the I don't, league I, two and stuff. I don't because it 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 they they was very very good and they, they should feel very very hard done by yeah. I, bet, I bet it would be difficult to hold on to the players as well well that's it because they had to give players the plan that will probably be in conference in, in this amount of time and then they've still got them players there yeah. and, and, and they're three years older now going into this season so yeah yeah it's, uh, they're a good side though well I'll be down anyway next year yeah, 100% no, be good to see you um, we're going to go into the half time requests and then we have got, we're going to chat about United, we're yep. going to chat about City, and we've got Love is Legendary Tales. There we go, Space Female of Species, I've not heard that for ages. Right, Love is, we're going to go straight into it, Love is Legendary Tales, this week is Roy Keane, the manager. Go. Yeah, so and everybody knows all about Roy Keane, the player, and Roy Keane, the pundit, <laughs> which, yeah, yeah. which people are buzzing off at the minute, especially his relationship with Micah Richards. He's mad, isn't it? Yeah, um, but I think that... What gets forgotten a little bit is what he what he did as a, as a gaffer, especially his Sunderland time uh, and and the early times of him. That was taking, his first ma- uh, first first job, that weren't it? Yeah, his first job as manager. And what's like what was really interesting about that is he took a team that had, that was struggling in the championship, uh, and and then just how how it how it escalated so quick, and then based off him as a guy, uh, I I do think that he. Uh, before I actually get into it, I think that he, he's, people forget that he's got that in him to be yeah. a really, a really good coach. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. not, yeah. not not only is he a good a, a good personality, he's a personality now, um, and and I think that that kind of hindered him now to get another job as a manager because yeah. of the way he is on TV and stuff. But that see that that first season at Sunderland and his second season in the Premier League, um, yeah, I think it was because he gets sort of tarnished with I think like the Ipswich job and I can't remember who else he took on but yeah. and now obviously an assistant at 
it was Republic of Ireland and Aston Villa and well he did a few alongside yeah, yeah. Uh, Martin O'Neill didn't he so but uh, yeah I think people kind of forget when it started and how, how good he was at that start yeah so he, he he chose to launch his managerial career um, and, and reunite him with the club's chairman now Quinn uh, who was the manager as well so right. now Quinn yeah. was he was the um, what year was this during by the way the 2006-2007 season in the championship so now Quinn was uh, he was the chairman but he was the manager as well so after he went was it down. striker as well <laughs> <laughs> he used to be uh, it sounds a bit like me that doesn't I know, it yeah. um, so and don't forget that both of them um, kind of was on opposite sides of a debate that made Roy Keane leave the World Cup yeah, for, yeah, for yeah. Ireland yeah. Uh, he was back in um, he was back in the Republic of Ireland squad saying that the facilities wasn't great but now Quinn was keeping stum. Uh, so they kind of fell out and he was really close friends um, but now Quinn knew that he couldn't manage this team he's not a manager he's a good chairman but he wasn't he wasn't a, a good manager at all uh, so he, he looked to, to bring Roy Keane in uh, so they settled the differences um, <clears throat> and then um, Quinn Quinn urged the Sunderland fans to support and enjoy uh, one, of, one of one of football's true greats uh, Keane signed a three-year deal immediately after this, after Sunderland's victory over West Brom on the 28th of August. So he took over on the 28th of August. They'd lost the first first month of games right. under Niall Quinn. So he was sitting second from bottom. Uh, he took over a month into the season. So he'd not had a chance to... No transfer windows. He, he, had, he, just had no the, pre-season. he just had the last window, the, the last bit oh, of the window. Yeah, so the, oh, last, yeah, last the last two days. Two days. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Um, after a dreadful run, uh, Quinn knocked it on the head and moved on. Uh, Keane chose to enforce changes very quickly, uh, as as you would <laughs> you you would believe that he would do. <laughs> His first action as the manager was to it was deciding in keeping the existing um, assistant manager Bobby Saxton, uh, and then appointing not, former Nottingham Forest colleague uh, Tony Lachlan, if that's how you say his name. He said, um, and obviously because of Keane's. Uh, passed as a player for yeah. Nottingham Forest he's probably wanted and Cluffy who we spoke about today uh, he's probably got a lot from Nigel Clough as a gaffer and then for bringing in somebody from Forest he's going to help yeah. me uh, put that kind of put, put that kind of management style in um, he then looked at bringing in six players on the last day of deadline day um, in most notable, the most notable of the six was uh, Keane's former teammates Dwight York, Liam Miller. Dwight York played centre mid for them, by the way. Did he? Uh, Dwight York, Liam Miller, uh, supported by Celtic Celtic colleagues uh, Ross Wallace, Stanislav Varga, uh, Wigan Athletic pair Graham Cavanagh, who ended up being a legend for him, um, and David Connolly. Uh, Keane's first two games as a manager uh, couldn't have gone any, couldn't have gone any better. Uh, first one coming uh, from behind to beat Derby County two one, and the second one is an easy three 0 win over Leeds. Um, he started to steady stuff up, and his management style. Um, uh, uh, he started to steady things up. His management style was exactly how, how you thought it would be. Um, Soft round the edges, nice the way and easy. Give us a cuddle, arm, <laughs> arm round the shoulder, uh, as uh, as much so as. Uh, one story was um, they was going, they was setting off to go for an away game, and he said the coach leaves at this time, so the players knew if the coach leaves at this time, you have to be in an, an hour, an hour early or whatever. Um, at that time, that the coach was due to leave, three of the key players wasn't on time for the coach leaving. He gets on the coach and he leaves them. Yeah, that's I, the, yeah, yeah. That's I've heard this some, uh, with Puddentry that somebody had turned up a minute late and they weren't there because they were late. So he's gone. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. for a dinner or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's he's really on the punctuality. But I think that then, because these three players was three key players of the squad. Yeah. He left them out, got on the coach, drove off, didn't tell anybody. Um, and then the three players was just stranded. The team ended up winning anyway. Uh, and Setting just, his mark. Yeah, 100%. So in the January window, uh, he signed Anthony Stokes, Carlos Edwards, Stern John, uh, on permanent deals, and then they brought in Johnny Evans and Danny Simpson from United uh, on loan. Uh, again, results kept, carried on coming, kept coming, kept coming, and he kept winning. They went on a 17-match unbeaten run with 14 wins and three draws. How bad that is it? Mate, the end of the season, they won on 88 points. That's mad. Won the season on 88 points. So what what he did there was he brought in the players, that the the, the, tra- the coaching staff that he wanted yeah. to instill um, the philosophy that he wanted to instill. Then he brought in the players that he needed with, with what three days notice. Yeah. So he had three days to bring those players in. Plus a new manager who hadn't really 
never managed before. Uh, it's mad because I didn't say this earlier, but at the time of him taking Sunderland, there was a chance that he could become the Celtic manager off after Gordon Strachan. Yeah, yeah, so they yeah, said the like, that Strachan's on the way out. We want yeah. to bring you in, and he went no, and he, he stepped down. Um, so yeah, they, mate, they, they won eighty-eight points, got, went from second from bottom. A month Straight into up. the season, yeah. flew all the way up. Seventeen game unbeaten run, three draws, uh, fourteen loss, uh, fourteen wins, uh, and then went into the Premier League. In that first season in the Premier League, they survived the drop. He brought in more more additions to the team. Um, they survived the drop. Had had an, a good season for a team that's just been promoted. Then into the third Basically, season, just getting above the relegation places. Yeah, a yeah, good yeah. Season, yeah. Right? Well, I think they finished. I think they finished seventeenth. Right. Uh, and then in into the two thousand and eight two thousand and nine season. Uh, Ellis was it Ellis Short? Yeah, Ellis Short came in um, and he took thirty percent of the stakes and started to enforce different tactics and different things. Oh right! And Keane, true Roy Keane style, didn't like that uh, and decided to walk away from the club. And and I, I think that the reason why I've brought come into this and brought this up is because like that, just that telling from a guy that's come into his first ever managerial job. From a player that people say is a headache, it probably wasn't. It's just off when you hear from the from the news and stuff. Just, he was just a winner. That's all yeah, they were. Yeah, and, and like whatever he expected, he expected of you as well because he wanted to do the best for wherever he was. Yeah, and just that them them three years or that two and a bit years as as the Sunderland manager. If Ellis Short wouldn't have came in and took over that club, and we all know the history of Ellis Short and how he ran that club into the ground yeah, a little yeah. bit. If that didn't happen, what could have happened with his career? Because from that then, he's, he's he come away from Sunderland and probably fell out of love with management, but took the Ipswich job because he was he was, was good chance, at management. Yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, it was just. I just I, don't think it it fell for him right at Ipswich. Did I? I mean, I, I can't remember much. No, excuse me, but I'm pretty sure he struggled at Ipswich massively. Yeah, yeah. and but I like to say, just for me, that that Sunderland that period of Sunderland shows that he's got something. He has got something, and 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 his coaching style not only his coaching style the way he planned and prepped and, and built the right like right foundations got what he wanted they got yeah. promotion they got Sunderland where he needed to be they survived relegation in season one went into season two and then just creative differences just made him leave but I think it's it's massively forgotten with the character that is Roy Keane yeah yeah that he's he was a he, he did a great job as a manager won won a won a league and, and it weren't a fluke either because obviously he went up and then stayed up. So yeah. if he'd have gone up and then gone back down, you'd be like, oh, it's one season wonder. But yeah, yeah. he had two good seasons. Yeah. So there's something there, but um, we've only got a minute or two, but um, obviously management style yeah. is massive, in it? Yeah, and I, I think, think, well, we were, we were saying this, and now it's too he's far too gone for him yeah. to be that manager. And he's probably too clever to take a manager's role now, yeah, yeah. Um, which is, is what I was saying. And one of the big things is, would Roy Keane, be able to manage Roy Keane the player. Yeah, I think it'll be Brian Clough, Roy Keane esque. <laughs> <laughs> Smacked it face on a weekly basis. Uh, good one, that one. I enjoyed it. It was about time we had a United uh, player on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right after this, we are going to be chatting about City, United, um, Champions League, Europa League, Euro- European Super League, Carabao Cup. Um, so get your opinions and reactions in. If you've got any, um, obviously everything's, it's been a mad week isn't it, in football, <laughs> so everything's changed, so we'll be back after this. Right, last bit, lovey. We're going to try and get our heads around <laughs> this Europa League and this Champions League. Can I just say, mate, no wonder some clubs decided to go to a Super League. <laughs> Jesus. This is mad. Right, so Europa League. Obviously, United City are both in action this week. Massive changes, so it's been reduced from 48 to 32 teams, eight groups of four. The eight group winners progress automatically to the round of 16. Uh, they'll play knockout. Uh, there'll be an additional knockout round playoffs prior to the round of 16s um, between the group group runners-up and the eight third-ranked teams of the UEFA Champions League groups. Man, it's... Um, <laughs> I just don't understand why they just don't simplify stuff, me. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it's probably because you're not used to it, so it, it probably is really simple. But when you're trying to get your head around it a little bit, um, like the Champions League, 
Well, but before we go into the Champions League, that, that's right, so the one thing that that flags to me with this is they've called it the Europa Conference League. Yeah. So <laughs> already teams don't want to be in it. Basically, it's like a Europa non-league. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Like, why have they done that? Um, and then, it, it was, I, I like the fact that they've lesser the teams though. Yeah. Because I, I like because that Europa League is just absolute headache. Like you look at it, forty-eight yeah. teams. Everyone, I think you have about. 33 well, group, group stages group, then... a, group A to group G, group Z <laughs> like, yeah. there's that many groups yeah, um, and, and, so I like the fact that they've, that they've like narrowed it down a little bit and put less teams in it but because then like people was kicking off last week about oh, you go into this Super League and then um, <laughs> it takes all the, all, the, all the fun out of like winning a position to get into Europe yeah. like well 48 teams across how many countries like, and, and some of the lot. teams you're playing so like obviously we're in it and you play like obviously we're playing Roma this round but some of the teams you're playing you think what's the point yeah, mate I played I played in Cyprus for a year yeah years ago years ago another one but yeah <laughs> but like they could qualify for European competition in the league I was in yeah. and it was no better than the conference that I came from yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get what I mean? The national league that I came from, it was no. That's probably why they've called it the conference, <laughs> because of the conference style players yeah, that was yeah. in there. I yeah, just like the Welsh league. If you went Welsh league, you, you can get you, into you Europe. Get, yeah, exactly. And but it's just yeah. It, I, I think I said it last week. I liked the fact that we had a cup winners cup, so league cup. That then, in I know people get into it through via that anyway. Yeah. But cup winners cup and the Champions League, like maybe Champions top two. Do you know what I mean? I still think Champions League should, should be just the champions. Be champions. Yeah, I I agree. Like the Champions League, because it, it's, it's like Champions League. You could, let's say, Spurs, for instance, never won a league. Like nearly won the Champions around, League. Yeah, third, fourth position could win the Champions League. It's it, for me, you're the champion. Yeah. You should be in it, and then you compete with well, with the best of the best the, around. The winners which equally is a basically a Super League. Yeah, the winners of the Champions League play in a Super Cup and that's the winners of the Copa Libertadores Copa of the CONCACAF Asia yeah. and then uh, the Cannonball whatever the other one is and then and then you've got the Champions League winners so essentially just like you said a team that's never won a league in its history could finish fourth could be in champions the, it, of the world yeah basically yeah, yeah. And so the, like I'm with you I think the Champions League should just be the, cha- the just, just be the champions of each each club because then when it goes into like it could be that small league then yeah, uh, yeah. do you know what I mean and then nobody would break away none of that nonsense would have happened what you've happened got, last you've week you've got quality teams because they are it doesn't matter who it is it doesn't have to be your, your Madrid's and your, which would be obviously but yeah. it would be Madrid or Barcelona Yeah, it would be like a Bayern Munich or Dortmund yeah. you'd just get one and you would have the elite in there and it would they Obviously, they've won the league, so they're on top of the game. Mm. And I think the games would be so much better. Yeah, I agree. Than now, like say you're in the group stages, you'll you'll play a decent team, and then basically you've got one that's eschewing for last. Mm. There's an easy six points. Yeah, one that you're probably going to get about four points out of, and the other one that you're going to be competing with for first well, place. Well, yeah, well, and like the format that they're talking about for twenty twenty four twenty five for the Champions League. Yeah, like, mate, that's mind blowing. Like, like I just said a minute ago, no wonder. I, f- I know it wasn't about that; it was more about money and how much money they could generate for the for the clubs. But, mate, that sounds like they're going to be playing fifteen, twenty games. <laughs> I've read somewhere, and I don't know if this is right, but from from obviously them expanding, it's going to bring an extra hundred Champions League games. Yeah, well, what, I don't know if that's right, but I read it somewhere. Yeah. I, I can't find it read, now. Just, just it read, the, just read the format out of this new Champions League. Right, so um, it now from the twenty four twenty five season, there'll be a single league made up of thirty six competing clubs. Uh, it gives four more sides opportunity to compete against the best clubs in the world, which is not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, under the new format, teams will play four matches more than currently. They do at the minute, but they'll no longer play three opponents twice, home and away. Instead, they will have fixtures against ten different teams, half of them at home, half of them away. Uh, this gives the opportunities um, to, to obviously wide range of opponents. And then the new format means there's more to play for right up to the final league action. So 
basically you've created a super league really there, haven't you? <laughs> but without like the super teams you've got <laughs> you've got like 36 teams that's just 36 teams 36, in, in a league 36 quality European teams no. 30, 36 teams in a league playing 10 games each 5 home 5 away the top did you say the top 8 I think the go top... automatically into the last the, the, the round of 16 knockout yeah and then the others have to do a daft playoff to a, get a playoff. to that right yeah. so that's more games and then they go into the last 16 last 8 like last 16 quarters semis final winner of the Champions League mate that sounds just like the MLS yeah. Apart from the only thing that the only thing that's different is there isn't an East and a West conference. No. That's the that's the only difference. Yeah, I'm not into that new format. That's the first time I've really come across it and I, I might watch um, Europa non league. <laughs> Europa non league. <laughs> like them group stages is what for me the Champions League's about. I mean I, I think by you, you should condense it down to better teams and have less group stages. Mm. Uh, Sorry, less group teams, obviously then less groups. But I think just having one mad league where everybody's in is essential. What you're going to do is your Madrid, your Barcelona, your Bayern Munich, there's your top eight. There's your top eight, anyway. And then people who jump in and, there. And the, and the mad thing is, the is like they're going to they're gonna collate who plays who in those 10, in, in those ten games, five yeah. home five. So they're not going to make Real Madrid play Barcelona. No, they're not no, going to no. make... They're not going to make City play um, Juventus because they'll want them to be in the, the last 16. Yeah, because yeah, that's where the money's at. Exactly. So, like, what difference is it? No. To, to what? Like, that's probably why they, there was such a kick-off as well with yeah. UEFA because they knew this was and they don't, well, their idea as well, such. A, a lot of the top teams in European football wanted less games in the Champions League. Yeah. And if you watch the early games of the Champions League, most of, most of your bigger clubs are playing the lesser players. And another thing that, that riles me up a little bit is these records, player records, that now, if you're going to add more games to it, are going to get smashed yeah. because there's more games to play for. Like, Haaland is having a great season in the Champions League, but he's he, he's not going to hit... Well, he's not because they're out, but he's not, he's not going to hit Ronaldo's record of 17 Champions League goals in one, in no. one tournament. Well, if you play 10 straight off the bat and they're all terrible teams... Yeah, yeah. You could hit it's twenty goals in, t- yeah. in ten games. No, it's daft. Um, we didn't even we didn't even touch on United and, and City and the Carabao Cup, um, which we'll have to get to next week, I presume. Um, but yeah, I'm not excited about Champions League. That's my final thought on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, obviously, Clegg is gone, but thank you to Cleggy for that first hour. We will be back next week. It's Bank Holiday weekend as well, isn't it? This weekend, I only literally found this out. You talk about the beers coming in, so maybe we might be able to get one or two in. Yeah, let's get a couple of bottles. That should um, that should make it a little bit better. We'll have, to word, we'll have to word the producer up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> right, um, thank you for your time. We will be back next week. Uh, we're going to finish it with Drive By by Train. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.